As ranchers, it's important that we take some time to get away from the business for a few days. Yeah, I know there's things to do. I know all about it. But today, we're going to talk about a few events that are coming up that covers the gamut of professional development to professional entertainment for you as a rancher. Plus an update on the Cattle Contract Library Act of 2021. All of that on this episode of the Working Ranch Radio Show. everyone and welcome again to another edition of the working ranch radio show boy i'm glad to have you here with us it is episode 45 and i say that mainly so that if you want to go back and listen to our show on our podcast site you'll know what episode to be looking at but also if you flip back and you kind of see you're going to find out that episode 45 marks one year since i've been the host of the working ranch radio show and i want to thank everybody at working ranch magazine who is uh, of course this is a production of working ranch magazine and i want to thank those there uh for uh bringing me on as your new host for this show and it's been fun uh, a good year um the show's grown exponentially and i want to thank you all as listeners you know we have over fifty thousand downloads uh, just on our podcast site uh so far and it continues to grow exponentially thank you all of you for tuning into our show and making it what it is uh, really appreciate everyone doing that well if you're listening to us here on rural radio channel 147 it is a sunday and uh, that's because typically we're also on saturday at the same time but the national ffa convention was yesterday as they wrapped up things in indianapolis and a new national officer team's been selected to lead the organization for the next year so good luck to all of them i'm a past ffa member myself a past state officer for wyoming and uh, it's an organization that is dear to my heart as well so good luck to all of them and congratulations to all those that come home uh, that competed in all of the different contests and events that take place at the national ffa convention in indianapolis well on our show today i'll tell you what it's going to be uh, quite a bit different typically i usually interview one main guest and then uh, that takes up most of the show today though we are going to be talking with several folks in an effort to kind of make good on a promise that i had with some of these folks uh, about catching back up with them on some particular issues but as you heard at the beginning of the intro of the show and i referenced the term of professional development well i'll tell you what i know it is so hard it is so hard to get away from the ranch in a busy time of the year for a couple days when we look at an opportunity that I think is what you could consider as professional development or or continuing education. So Carla Welke with the University of Nebraska Lincoln is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about the Range Beef Cow Symposium that is coming up and it's going to be in November, uh, November 16th through the 17th in Rapid City, South Dakota. We'll be talking about that. You don't have to be from this region to go there. This has topics that is applicable to anybody that raises cattle. So we'll be talking more about that lehman wall will also be joining us he's the association manager for the working ranch cowboys association we're going to be talking about all of the events and the details coming up with the 26th world championship ranch rodeo finals november 11th through the 14th in amarillo texas then also jess peterson is going to be joining us senior policy advisor for the u.s cattlemen's association as we get an update on the cattle contract library act of 2021 and how that affects you as a cow-calf producer. Then the captain, Tim O'Byrne, will be by in just a moment. We're actually going to move his Tim's two cents to the next segment as it's a little bit longer uh, here today, and I want to give it an opportunity, give him an opportunity to uh, for that and dedicate that segment to that. And then in our last, very last today, meteorologist Don Day will be joining us with a look at our long-term weather. A big thank you to our sponsors of the Working Ranch Radio Show, the American Simmental Association, and and I'll tell you what, E, we are just about on the verge of bull buying season. And there was a survey done a few years ago that showed the growth in different breed of bulls sourced by commercial producers. And uh, this study was done from 2014 to 2020. Did you know that the largest growth in bull breed type during that time was bulls with sim genetics? Yeah, heterosis works, which is why with Simmental, it's more per head, period. Find out more at Simmental.org. Other sponsors include 
Biozyme. Keep them on your program with ours. Gain smart by Biozyme. Performance Beef. Find Performance Beef online to learn more and request a demo. Hargrove Ranch Insurance. They're providing pasture range and forage insurance to ranchers all across the nation. Give them a call. Hargrove Ranch Insurance at 325-573-8975 and ask for a free custom quote or check them out online at hargroveinsurance.com. And finally, our final sponsor today, Keneally Angus with their fall bull sale. That's going to be coming up on Monday, November 22nd. That's the Monday before Thanksgiving. If you'd like to find out more information or request a catalog, go to their website at keneallyangus.com. By the way, I know they're located in the Sand Hills of Nebraska, but they not only do they deliver nationwide, but they also offer free wintering. Give Jerry, Gabriel, or Jed a call at Keneally Angus again. Their fall bull sale coming up Monday, November 22nd. Well, let's take a break here. When we come back, the captain, Tim O'Byrne, will stop in with his edition of this week's Tim's Two Cents. We'll be back with more on the Working Ranch Radio Show. There's assurance in buying bulls from a proven program, and a program that's been proven time and time again is Keneally Angus. So mark your calendar now for Keneally Angus Fall Bull Sale, Monday, November 22nd, the Monday before Thanksgiving, offering approximately 350 head of fully guaranteed older bulls with free wintering and free delivery nationwide. These are bulls out of the industry's leading sires with genomic enhanced EPDs. They'll also be offering six head of heifer calves. Remote bidding will be available so for more information or to request a catalog, go to KeneallyAngus.com. It's Keneally Angus Fall Bowl Sale, Monday, November 22nd at 12 noon Mountain, the Monday before Thanksgiving. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm your host, Justin Mills, and we're glad to have you here with us for today's episode, episode 45. And like I said before, I give you that number so that you can go out. And if you want to go back and listen on the podcast site, you can go and listen to it and and know directly which one to go to. But as we celebrate one year since I took over as host of the show, boy, it has grown exponentially. And I want to thank you all as listeners for tuning in and listening to the show as it has expanded and grown over the last year. Over 50,000 downloads in the last year. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in. And one other person I also want to thank is the captain, Tim O'Byrne. And the captain, of course, as editor and publisher of Working Ranch Magazine, has been with the the magazine and this endeavor as a radio show, first a podcast, now a radio show from the very, very beginning. And when we kind of revamped everything a year ago, it was important, I felt, that the captain stay a part of the show. And he's been able to do that through his Tim's Two Cents edition that we have every week. He's hit... Uh, about every episode except there might have been a couple in there when he was busy trying to get deadline done or get uh, meet deadline with the next edition of the magazine and also traveling but nevertheless always offering a great perspective with his Tim's two cents and this week's is no different it's a little bit longer than normally he what he would do which is why I wanted to dedicate it into here this segment too for us today so here's this week's edition of Tim's two cents Hey, Justin. Hey, everybody out there in Working Ranch Radio Land. Justin, I want to read something from the local newspaper here. Plant-based food companies face critics, and environmental advocates are one of them. This is by Julie Creswell, New York Times, all right? Consumers and investors alike have gobbled up Beyond Meats, burgers, sausage, and chicken in recent years, thanks, at least in part, to the company's message that its plant-based products are good for the environment. But some are not so sure. One investor tracking firm gives Beyond Meat a zero when it comes to sustainability measures. And this is a quote from Roxanne Dobre. She's the manager of consumer goods research at Sustainalytics, a firm that rates the sustainability of companies based on their environmental, social, and corporate government impact. And she says, we don't feel we have sufficient information to say Beyond Meat is fundamentally better or different from JBS. Now, I want to also, I'm following up on Beyond Meats because they went public. The other one didn't, but these guys did a few years back. I'm taking a look at their stocks 
And uh, this is a CNBC report published uh, at the end of the month here by Karis Lahif. Beyond Meat plummets 60% since since a January peak. Why this stock is misunderstood. Beyond Meat has taken another dive after warning on third quarter sales. The alternative meat company fell 12% to close out last week after blaming the COVID-19 Delta variant and a drop in retail orders for weaker revenue than expected ahead of its official quarterly release scheduled for early November. The stock is down nearly 60% since the January peak and still well off an all-time high above $230 set in mid-2019. It traded at less than $96 on Friday. Now, folks, you all know that part of my job is to go to any chance I get. I go to any city I'm at, any country I happen to be in. I go to the biggest grocery store I can find and hit the meat case. Find out what's going on in there. What are are the prices? What do the cuts look like? What's going on? And I can tell you here that in the southwest United States, in the last three years, we have seen the area... Uh, designated for products like Beyond Meat and the burgers and their their sausages and whatnot. It's gone from 48 inches three years ago to today, consistently in the last year when I've been going into our local meat cases, it's only got an 18-inch section of what would be an otherwise 60-foot chunk of cooler um, presentation room. So that's a pretty, it's a pretty significant drop. I'd say probably 300% in the last three years. And uh, again, I'm not saying anything about anybody. I'm just, I'm just reading the news and telling you what I see out there. That's my job. And well, that's my two cents. Back to you, Justin. All right. Well, thanks, Captain, for that. And man, oh, man, was that a huge issue and still is a big issue in our industry about that product or those products. And so uh, good good to hear that information. That's something I hadn't heard. And I know for a lot of folks, maybe you hadn't heard that. And so it kind of gives us, again, information, good information that we can have uh, at our fingertips. Well, stay with us. We're going to be talking professional improvement. Yeah, I know it is hard to get away from the ranch, but here's the deal. We need to do it, and I'm going to give you a two-day event you can go to that's going to be one of the best professional improvements you can do as a rancher. We're going to talk about it. It's the Range Beef Cow Symposium coming up November 16th through the 17th in Rapid City, South Dakota. We're going to talk more about it when we come back on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Cattle producers, here's a way to put more dollars in your pocket. Put the Amifirm advantage found in all Gain Smart Mineral to work in your cow herd. Amifirm is the industry leader in increasing fiber digestion. In fact, research shows putting Amifirm to work increases forage utilization by 10%, reducing overall forage costs and allowing you to graze more animals per acre. That's a big time return on your investment. To find which Gain Smart Mineral formula is right for your herd, visit gainsmart.com. It's a competitive calf market, and buyers want calves that will perform, period. And a proven solution is Simmental. In fact, data from the Tri-County Steer Carcass Fertility from 2002 through 2018 on nearly 60,000 head of calves revealed that Simmental sired calves represented the highest carcass-valued sired group over English and other continental breed groups. And the sire group that was the second highest carcass value was Simangus sire. So, the proof's right there. For low-risk, high-potential calves with earning potential, be confident that Sim Genetics will give you more per head, period. Stand strong, Simmental. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm your host, Justin Mills. Thanks for joining us on our program today. This segment is being brought to you by Biozyme. Keep them on your program with ours. Gain smart by Biozyme. Well, as we talk about professional development, as I prefaced our segment here today, we're going to be talking about the Range Cow Beef Symposium that's coming up. And I already mentioned it. I understand when when I say it would be good for folks to get away for some, for some professional development. I know you don't have to tell me how hard it is to just make yourself pull away from your business and spend a couple days on professional development. But folks, 
it is important. Think about it. And some of the stuff you're going to hear in the range at the Range Cow Beast Symposium could be things that make a big difference in the profitability of your operation. So joining me today is Carla Wilkie, who's a cow-calf stalker specialist in the Panhandle Center for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And Carla, thanks for joining us here today on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Thank you for having me. Well, I want to talk about, uh, I know you guys are one of the hosts. Well, actually, it's kind of four, four of the land-grant colleges here uh, in the Rocky Mountain region and, and uh, Western Plains that all have put the Range Beef Cow Symposium on for many, many years now. And I guess before we get into talking about what's on this year's agenda, let's talk about the focus and, and why these four land-grant colleges came together years ago to start this Range Beef Cow Symposium. So this is put on every other year, has been since 1969 by University of Nebraska, University of Wyoming, Colorado State, and South Dakota State University's extension programs. And it's just been um, a, a very important program in our minds to help producers with the topics that are sharing the latest research um, on various topics of production, as well as an opportunity for them to hear from other producers that um, are doing certain things in their operation that have been successful. Mm -hmm. Opportunity for them to network with each other and to network with vendors who support the program and sell anything from animal health to bulls to equipment and that kind of thing. And so it is um, a longstanding program, as you said, 1969 was a long time ago. (laughs) We do rotate it around um, the four states. So while there are people on the planning committee from those four states, every time the location of it does rotate. And this time it will be in Rapid City, South Dakota. Carla, with these four land-grant colleges that are kind of based out of this region and the name being Range Cow Beef Symposium, I think one of the things that I've always thought in this is it doesn't matter what state you're from. I I, I think this is a conference that's going to have topics that are relevant to any cow-calf producer in the country. Would you agree with that comment? I I would. We try to keep it pretty focused on cows that are running on range, but yet um, there's a lot of very useful information here for people who run cows and have access to some corn stocks. And some people in our audience have more accessible resources like sweetbread or or distillers and and others do not. And so I think that there is a wide variety of people that can learn something from this. And we have certainly, we get people in our audience from all over the U.S. and Canada. So I I feel like through years, it's become very useful to anybody, not just producers within the four states that put it on. Yes. Well, let's now get into some of the some of the topics. It is a two day conference, November 16th and November 17th in Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, And and you pack an awful lot into two days. And I want to go through that. And your opening speaker, just to start things off, is going to be Daryl Pell with Oklahoma State University. And I know a lot of folks recognize that name. Uh, He has been a a name in the industry and a resource for many, many years. So let's kind of go through that, starting with him and some of these uh, some of these topics that you feel are going to be really good ones for folks to be a part of. Um, Yeah, he is very insightful. Um, and he's going to be talking about um, cattle supply chain disruption. And I think that's right now um, certainly a big topic um, in recent times. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going to also have speakers talking about um, trends in red meat consumption and retail demand, um, direct marketing of beef. Um, a, a lot of producers are interested now yeah. with recent events and having a more direct um, market from ranch to the the retail consumer. So that's going to be on there. Um, Blockchain and the beef industry is kind of a new buzzword kind of topic. And so as, as we've talked, we, we try to, to bring up some of those topics that are trending and some of those things that are new, but then, you know, after the break that first day, we have David Schuler talking about what you need to be asking your seed stock producer about the bull you're buying yeah. and some things that are, you know, um, that's that's if you're in ranching, you're going to be buying bulls, yeah. you know. And uh, and so then I'm going to talk about adding yearlings to your cow-calf 
operation to kind of help you maybe diversify some income or mitigate drought, you know, some ways that we can do that that are maybe a little more economical than mm-hmm. liquidating big chunks of our cow herd. Um, so those are more yep. tried and true type things. Um, I know when we get to the afternoon session, they do do some breakout sessions where they start looking at at some topics that are um, some of them a little bit newer. Some some things like, for example, the GPS technology that's out there and mm -hmm. and uh, looking at rangeland soil health. Those are some real good uh, breakout sessions for the afternoon that are going to be are are folks going to be able to attend different ones of those or I guess they get to select two. Is that correct? So they have a chance to get two of those. Yeah, so if there's a, um, something they're really interested in, they can go to that one. If there's, um, you know, they don't have to sit through everything if that's not of interest to them. These, if, if none of those are of particular interest to you, that's a great time to go visit with our vendors because mm-hmm. we have a lot of vendors lined up for this too. But the breakout session thing is something that we've did in recent years where we give people kind of a choice of selections and rotations um, of things to go to, get them a chance to walk around a little bit and um, maybe participate in something that's a little more, oh, demonstration or hands-on mm-hmm. and a little less lecture style. Yeah, you know? yeah, you bet. Well, then then we move into the next day, the 17th of November, and boy, you kick off right away with a presentation by Cattle Facts, and I know, I mean, uh, everybody's always keen or wanting to hear, okay, what's it going to look like for the next 6, 12 to 18 months? And so mm-hmm. I know Cattle Facts is going to be there to kick your Wednesday morning off, looks like. Yes, and that's always a hot topic, and um, and we always appreciate their willingness to come and be a part of the program every time we have it as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we get into some other topics here. Uh, some of the uh, local state senators from the from the surrounding states are going to be there to talk about some some initiatives that have passed down. Of course, Colorado. I mean, nothing's more popular than maybe the one that they tried in Colorado earlier this summer that really created a stir. So those representatives being there going to be talking on things like that. Is that correct? Yeah, I I guess our point on that was a little bit that that whole mess in Colorado probably caught a lot of people off guard. And so I guess our reasoning behind kind of getting a panel together from the four states was to talk about how those things even get started in a particular state. You know, there's obviously different guidelines in one state versus another state. So how do these things get Uh, started? How do they get to a ballot initiative within your state? What can we do to counter things that that maybe make it that far that don't have our best interest in mind? Or what do we need to be vigilant about? So that was kind of our thought process in putting that that panel together was kind of that whole, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) how is this happening? How would this have happened in our state? You know, we all look at Colorado and we go, oh my goodness, I can't believe that happened. Well, my question was, good heavens, how did that? Yeah. I mean, that could happen here, couldn't it? You know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, your next topic uh, that day on Wednesday at 1030 is going to be on developing replacement heifers. And and that and honestly, that's a conversation you could have every two years in in the deal. But I also realize that in light of where we are at with our cattle market, our cattle herd size and where we're coming out of a pretty widespread drought for a lot of the country, this developing replacement heifers might be a pretty big topic this year. Absolutely. And the whole the whole concept of developing them and programming fertility to do that is, Mm -hmm. is pretty interesting to me because we can spend a lot of money developing a heifer and then she doesn't make it past, you know, or even up to her second camp. That's costly. Yeah. So I I am very excited about um, Dr. Rosasco's talk. You bet. I know we have a couple health uh, topics coming up after that Mm -hmm. with uh, calf health and congestive heart failure in fed cattle. That's going to be coming up later on, both by uh, some some of your presenters out of the University of Nebraska, Mm -hmm. Lincoln. Then in the afternoon, interesting here, because uh, I'll tell you what, we actually had a, a program here on the Working Ranch Radio Show on virtual fencing. And there's going to be a demonstration I see on that. That's going to, that should be really interesting. 
Yes, and so those demonstrations, I believe, are going to be at the fairgrounds instead of at the event center mm-hmm. where the or you know uh, where we have the rest of it. So it's kind of the end of the program deal, and we can move over there where we have a little more room to actually do some some actual demonstration type things. But um, but again, in the years that we've attempted to have more of a demonstration type talk, mm-hmm. um, that those have been real popular. So yeah. I'm excited about these, you know, this type of. Um, virtual fencing and ear tag tracing, you know, these electronic kind of satellite run type things that are going to be probably commonplace someday in in the industry. Yeah, no, I think they're always hear this stuff. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, man, I just like to see what that looks like. I'd like to see (laughs) how that works. And I think that's going to be that way to do that. So um, as far as folks that might be interested in getting signed up for the Range Cow Beef Symposium. And again, I know, you know, we've got listeners all across the country and I would encourage folks no matter where you're at. Um, you know, professional development, if we all think as ranchers that professional development is only for uh, accountants or, or people in the, in the professional business world, you know, the, ranching is a business too. And this is a good form of professional development to attend the Range Beef Cow Symposium no matter where you're at. So for folks looking to get registered or find out more information, what do they need to do? They need to go to beef.unl.edu and right on that homepage, there is a, um, a link that says something about the range beef cow mm-hmm. symposium and you click on that. And if you click on the mail-in registration, it shows you the agenda, but there's also, um, and then you can print off the form if, if you'd rather pay that way, but there's an online mm-hmm. option. You can just use your credit card and, and, um, sign up and, um, and it's pretty simple, All honestly. Right. Okay. Well, Carla, I want to thank you for joining us here today on this. Uh, look forward to being there and, and uh, hope to catch up with you too while I'm there and, and appreciate you joining us here today on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Thank you for having me and I really hope that folks come and attend. I think there'll be a lot in this program that'll be worth their time. You bet. Carla Wilkie, my guest today with the University of Nebraska Lincoln as we get updated on the upcoming Range Beef Cow Symposium that's going to be held November 16th and 17th in Rapid City, South Dakota and I know she gave us a website that uh, you can go to that will give you the information, uh, whether it's a schedule or ways to get signed up for that. I know one easy way, if you didn't catch that website if you just search in your web browser under range beef cow symposium i'll bet you it's going to show up and that'll give you the information you're going to need i look forward to being there hope to see folks there as well well we're going to switch directions and from professional development now we're going to go to professional entertainment and something that i think is going to be a lot of fun to go to and that is the working ranch cowboys association world championship rodeo that's going to be coming up this next month as well here in a couple weeks we're going to be talking with lehman wall when we come back more about this year's world finals we'll be back on the working ranch radio show here on rural radio channel 147 sirius xm Animal health is key to your business, so how do you track cattle health treatments? Well, stop relying on pen and paper or complicated programs. Performance Beef helps you record processing data, enter costs, and track animal health history all in real time at the shoot. The mobile app also makes it easy to log pasture and pen treatments on the go. Your health data is integrated with feed and financial information in one easy-to-use platform, accessible from your computer, smartphone, or tablet. Find Performance Beef online to request a demo. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm your host, Justin Mills. We are glad to have you here on our program today. And uh, if if you're just joining us, it's a little bit different than what we would normally do. Typically, I spend a pretty good share of a program interviewing someone about a featured topic that we try to go pretty in depth on. But today, uh, we've we've got several guests with us. And if you joined us, if you're just joining us now, uh, earlier we had the Captain Tim O'Byrne stopping by with his two cents. Just a moment ago, we were hearing from uh, Carla Wilkie with the University of Nebraska about the upcoming Range Cow Beef Symposium. Now we're going to be talking with Lehman Wall, who's the association manager for the Working Ranch Cowboys Association. And Lehman joined us back in July 
by to talk about uh, their organization. But I also said, you know, when we get closer to November, we need to get caught up on what how the schedule's getting finalized and how things are coming together for this year's 26th World Championship Ranch Rodeo Finals. So Lehman Wall, my guest today, Association Manager for the Working Ranch Cowboys Association. Thanks for joining us on our program. Yes, sir, Justin. Always a pleasure. Well, I told you when we talked earlier this summer, when we talked about uh, your association and all that you guys do, we were going to check back in with you as we approach closer to the World Championship Ranch Rodeo Finals. It will be taking place coming up November 11th through the 14th. And so we are here to do that today. So I I, want to kind of go through that. Do you have all your teams finalized? How many teams are we going to have for this year's Ranch Rodeo Finals? Yes, sir. We do have everybody qualified. There's going to be 22 ranch teams that will be competing, and um, a really good slate, highly competitive, obviously. And so if, if you're lucky enough to, to have a ticket, you're going to see a good show. Good good bunch of cowboys, good bunch of horses that are going to be competing. You bet. Now, when you say lucky enough to have your tickets, it's a sellout event. Is that what we got going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We we have sold out Friday night and Saturday night, and so right now we, we still have two other performances, mm-hmm. Thursday at 7 and Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. There are still tickets available for that, and probably should go ahead, Justin, and say we, we've added, I can't remember when we talked before if this mm-hmm. had already been made public, but we have added a really cool event uh, to this year's show. It's going to be the first ever WRCA Youth World Championship Ranch okay. Rodeo. Yeah. And so kids 16 and under, they um, they qualified throughout the year just like, just like the mm-hmm. adult teams. And so 2 o'clock on Saturday, November 13th, will be the first ever WRCA Youth World Championship. And so if you guys are coming to town you you've not been able to grab a ticket maybe for that saturday night perf there is a saturday afternoon activity from two to four that you could take part in and we just encourage you to come support those young kids they're going to show you what they're all about Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a good show oh that'll be good i think last time we talked that was starting to come out and we were maybe off air talking about how uh, i think that's a that's a very good endeavor and i it's it that's going to be fun to watch is watch some of these young kids do what they've been seeing mom and dad do and say hey look what i can do (laughs) it it's been a, a real joy to travel around and attend these youth qualifier rodeos see these kids in their element doing what they do they're they uh, they're talented they're good hands don't don't kid yourself they are good hands and uh, they're ready they're jazzed they're so excited to get to get to ride in the pen and show what (laughs) they are made of i I think it's going to be you know it's going it's going to be a groundbreaking activity just because it's the first ever but i I really do expect that it's going to be a good a good show Mm mm-hmm uh, back to the teams real quick, and I don't know, you maybe don't have a list of all the teams there, but how far spread out are, are all of our teams coming from? What's kind of the range? I know, I mean, I know it's open to every, you know, different rodeos or teams that can qualify here in the in the, in the the country, but where, where are some of the states that these guys are going to be coming out of? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it, it is really cool. This year, we actually have three uh, Arizona teams for the first time, oh. yeah, maybe ever, I guess. Okay. But um, th- this year we've got three Arizona uh, ranches qualified, so very excited about that. And and then the other uh, states that you've got represented going to be Kansas. Uh, we've got several teams from there, Oklahoma, uh, Texas, Colorado, New Mexico. Uh, those will be the, the different states that, that we've got represented. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that'll be good. Um, let's. We, when we talked about this before, the the, you know, you all started the Ranch Rodeo Final several years ago, and it has really evolved into a lot of other things that go on during all the activities that go on there. So let's talk about some of that schedule, what that's going to look like beyond just the rodeo itself. There is a myriad of things that can be that uh, people can take in. I'm glad you you mentioned that, and uh, that I think that's one of the things that's made this event. Uh, be able to be successful for 26 years now is there's so many different things that folks come to town for and so really starting out on Wednesday night November the 10th if if people happen to be in town and they want to come by and see us we're going to have a kickoff party at six o'clock 
uh, Wednesday night. It's our chance to get the ranches together. Uh, we'll have a back number ceremony where we give them their back numbers, introduce them, have a Calcutta. It's a nice, nice evening just spent kind of kicking the thing off. And, and then when you get into Thursday, we start up Thursday afternoon at 1 o'clock. All our different uh, trade show rooms will be open throughout the complex. I think that's something that really adds to this this overall ranch rodeo experience. You come to town, you, you know you're going to go to the rodeo that mm-hmm. night. What are you going to do during the day? Mm-hmm. Well, there's over 96,000 square foot of shopping space. And I'm not just saying this to, to brag, and I guess I, I am bragging, <laughs> but it, it's largely known as one of the, the best cowboy trade shows mm-hmm. anywhere in the country. And yeah, we have a ranch expo room also, people looking for equipment that they need for, for their uh, their ranch or whatever. There's going to be those opportunities. But if you need it, and you, or let's just say you want it, yeah, there you go. you're going to be able to find it. Yeah, you may not need it. You might just want it. But yeah, some of the best craftsmen of fit and spur makers, saddle makers, leather makers, hats, you know, furniture, cl- clothing of all sorts, uh, art. Just go down the the list, and and if you're looking for the best of the best. This is where you're going to find it. I, I promise you, you're not going to have any trouble with uh, these guys' products being sitting on a, a shipping container somewhere because yeah, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't come from anywhere but their shop, sure. and, and they've made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, come and support that. That's a that's a great opportunity to get your Christmas shopping yeah. done. And you know you don't you don't have to go to Amazon. You know, <laughs> come here to Amarillo. There you go. Yep. <laughs> get your shopping done. Well, you know, yep. b- before I was talking to you, I was talking to Carla Wilkie with uh, University of Nebraska Lincoln. We were talking about the Range Cow Beef Symposium that's going to be taking place in Rapid City the following week of this. And I said, you know, if anything, this is open for folks all across the country. For that particular event, I was talking about for professional improvement. We all need to do that. Here's an event. Also, I would call classify this under professional improvement and professional entertainment for folks to just go down and, and, and be a part of this event, the rodeo itself, and then, of course, as you said, the trade show that's going to be uh, that's always spectacular with that. So when we look at uh, folks interested in, in finding out more information or looking at maybe trying to get some tickets, tickets in advance, what do they need to do? I'd really encourage everyone to concentrate your efforts to get information directly to our website wrca.org okay wrca.org if you google for for tickets for this you're you're very likely to find uh, some false sites that that are not going to be reputable Mm -hmm. go through our site go off of all the links that we have our full schedule is there and you know in, in addition to that trade show justin we've got things going on uh, also if there's a ranch horse show okay uh, a, a wrca youth cow horse show that goes on we've got cowboy singers th- on stages throughout the complex all day every day um one of the cool things that we're doing this year boots o'neill and tom morehouse are, are going to be on stage saturday afternoon doing we're, we're going to do a legends tribute to them okay. cowboy legends let those guys tell stories, and so if you if you love this lifestyle and if you want to hear from two guys that have been been there, done that, mm-hmm. uh, no charge, just come come listen to these guys. Uh, th- those types of activities are what we're trying to provide is is real opportunities to emerge yourself in the cowboy lifestyle, and that that's just what you're going to see all day every day while yeah. you're here. You bet. Well, I'm looking at the agenda as you as we were talking here, and uh, you've hit about everything on the agenda. There's even more that you didn't talk about as well. And so, mm-hmm. um, like you were saying, for folks, uh, you know, go to the website wrca.org, find that information there, go through there to get your tickets as well. Because, uh, and I've seen that coming up with some other events too of uh, scalpers out there on tickets. And boy, I tell you what, it's it's just crazy. But uh, Lehman, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Good luck in your event coming up, and I look forward to seeing the results on that as well. Yes, sir. Thank you for your time, Justin. Appreciate everything you guys do to help promote us. Really do appreciate it. Lehman Wall, Association Manager for the Working Ranch Cowboys Association, joining us today talking about their upcoming 
World Championship Ranch Rodeo Finals. Again, those dates are November 11th through the 14th in Amarillo, Texas. Well, stay with us when we come back. Jess Peterson will be joining us, Senior Policy Advisor for the U.S. Cattlemen, as we get an update on the Cattle Contract Library Act of 2021. What's that mean to you as a cow-calf producer? Well, you'll find out when we come back on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Coming to the Las Vegas Convention Center, December 8th, 9th, and 10th, it's the Working Ranch Expo, brought to you by Working Ranch Magazine. It's thousands of feet of space filled with the ranch industry's leading equipment manufacturers and suppliers, plus great speakers that will inspire and educate you. And we're in the hall just across from Cowboy Christmas. Register to attend at WorkingRanchExpo.com. It's Working Ranch Expo by day, NFR by night. We'll see you at the Expo. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm your host, Justin Mills. Glad to have you here with us on our program today as we are joined now by Jess Peterson, who's the Senior Policy Advisor for the U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Jess has been on our show before as we've gotten updates from him on what is going on back in Washington, D.C. And Jess, that's part of the reason I reached out. Uh, out to you here today as i know you were shipping calves today i was selling calves coincidentally i didn't tell you that before but i actually got my calves sold here this morning so hopefully we got delivery coming later on next month but anyways as we talk about for the cow calf producer out there the update i was wanting is to talk a little bit more about the cattle contract library act of 2021 that uh, has went has been introduced in the house ag committee i wanted to get an update on that from you and what that's looking like and it's processed through congress yeah you bet well hey great on those great on those cows i'm sure you did a little better than than we're doing right now but you know that market's picking up so we're all such optimistic and i'll tell everyone out there stay in this thing it's going to get good on the other side Uh, i'll work on some programs to help kind of get some hay out in the countryside and just doing anything we can to to get folks uh to to the other side so absolutely uh this uh this cattle uh, library uh part of uh Congressman Johnson out of South Dakota, bipartisan, great bipartisan bill. Uh, Congressman out of Texas, a Democrat out of Texas, Quayar and uh, and Dusty Johnson partnered up. And what that is is it it's a cattle contract library. We should have had this years ago, but again. 2021 it's the year of of competition and 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 reform and modernization this this bill creates a library so you you know what these sweet deals look like and and that that has to be out there that Mm -hmm. has to be out there to create that awareness uh for some of these feeders out there saying boy why is why is that outfit up the road seemingly always able to, to to place finish their cattle uh better than we are well there's 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 contracts out there and this would shed the light of day on that a big old flashlight uh and this was amazing hat tip to again uh the congressman out of south dakota worked in a bipartisan fashion great mm-hmm. staff great member and and they and they whipped and spurred and they got it uh right through the house ag committee now one of the things that's critical for us is that is a and we've mentioned this on your show and and you've had folks that came out of that phoenix meeting yep. uh this is a part to the solution. Okay. So we need the cattle contract library. We also need to increase cash trade, which has been teed up. And we also need to, uh, we also need to address the confidentiality because you can't have these hidden trades. You can't be messing up where cattle are trading at. And, and you gotta, gotta have more cash mm-hmm. trade to set that number to know exactly uh, where our market's at. Nebraska does a good job. Iowa does a good job. But we're really struggling there in a Texas panhandle. Yeah. And cash is king when it comes to setting price discovery. So what happens now is that bill comes out of the House. Mm-hmm. We now have an opportunity as the Senate will tee up still our vehicle is price reporting, mm-hmm. reauthorization, the price reporting bill where we get all of our good details on market data. Mm-hmm. That bill is is been extended we're working through the differences with the great senators chuck grassley from iowa and deb fisher from nebraska along with john tester from montana's played a key role in that the democrat and so you got bipartisan work there we're going to use price report we're going to add those three components increase cash trade pick up that cattle contract library 
and the uh, the confidentiality piece, and we're going to work that together. This now allows us, if we'd have had no competition, what we call competition language coming out of the House, it's been really hard to, to kind of merge, blend uh, these two bills together. And so we're going to be able to do that, and we'll have to conference these bills up, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're on track to do that. So for everyone out there, hey, this, is, this shows being involved, making your voice heard, is making a difference. You had support from U.S. Cattlemen's, NCBA, Farm Bureau, Farmers Union. Yep, a lot yep. of those folks that you had on your program mm-hmm. that came out of that Phoenix meeting supporting this concept, knowing for everyone out there saying, what? Well, that didn't get everything done. No, absolutely. But it's a step it, in the direction. Yeah. We're moving there. And here's where I get excited, Justin. When the, when the, when the North American Meat Institute, NAMI, says we're not on board, Justin, I'm feeling pretty good. When the Packers <laughs> say we're not supporting it, folks, you want your leverage back, that's how you get it back. You move lever, you move legislation that the meat packers are saying, My the favorite word in Washington, well, we need a little bit more time to review it. They've reviewed it plenty. Mm-hmm. They're just not on board with it. You bet. And I, and I think the key thing here, and you said it a couple times, you mentioned it a couple times, this is something that's, this is one of those steps, one of those things that was identified in that meeting between all these industry groups as you guys came out of Phoenix. And that in itself shows we're making some headway here. Absolutely. And it it shows, I think, a lot of times uh, working ranch radio folks are listening in. They're always optimistic. That's why we're in this business. But sometimes you're wondering, is is help on the way? Is is success on the horizon? Absolutely. And again, we've said it on this show. If you want to see progress, if you want to see the Packers and Stockyards Act of 1921, well, then we better move on the Cattle Market Transparency Act that's being teed up by Fisher here in 2021 so we're on track to do that so what you got to do now folks is just say we need competition reform coming out of the senate let your senators know increase cash trade confidentiality changes and just what you saw in the house this cattle uh this cattle contract library we need to happen those are the big three let's make it happen you bet all right well jess i want to thank you for joining us here i know you're pulled off the side of the road with a pickup and trailer (laughs) and a good sale coverage and i appreciate you taking the time to join us here today on working ranch radio Hey, you bet. If you can see there's passion in the voice, you know why. These these calves are hauling. They need to have some value in them. Yeah. We work way too hard to lose any of that leverage and that equity. So, folks, stay in it. Justin, thanks for everything. We'll talk to you guys down the road. All right. Jess Peterson, Senior Policy Advisor for U.S. Cattlemen's Association, giving us an update on that Cattle Contract Library Act of 2021. And like he said, stay involved. Be an advocate. Make sure we're in communication with our representatives and our senators to get this transparency act through congress well stay with us coming up next meteorologist don day joins us as we turn towards a look at our long-term weather we'll be back with more on the working ranch radio show after this ranching has been in the Hardgrove family for generations and they know the value of keeping a ranch in the family Hardgrove ranch insurance provides pasture range and forage insurance to ranchers across the nation prf insurance is a usda subsidized program that allows ranchers to insure against the risk of below average rainfall Hardgrove Ranch Insurance utilizes industry-leading custom software to provide the rancher with information they need to stay up-to-date and educated on their policy throughout the year. Hardgrove Ranch Insurance supports ranchers for this generation, the next, and those yet to come. Contact Hardgrove Ranch Insurance at 325-573-8975 for a free custom quote or online at hardgroveinsurance.com. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm your host, Justin Mills, as we turn now towards a look at our long-term weather today, brought to you by Hargrove Ranch Insurance, providing pasture range and forage insurance to ranchers across the nation. Give them a call for a free custom quote. Check them out online at hargroveinsurance.com. Well, meteorologist Don Day joining us now, and Don, uh, uh, we've been kind of spoiled here a little bit. I know we've had some cold, wet weather for many portions of the west and uh, into the plains as well, but it looks though that that's going to start to subside the nicer weather, and we're going to start seeing some colder weather. 
Yeah, we really have not had what I would call a, a really big outbreak of cold this fall season, really anywhere in the lower 48 states. Yeah, we've had some snow events, we've gotten some colder weather, but we haven't had anything where it really feels like winter or or lasts more than a day or two. But we do see that changing. Um, while it has been mild recently across the lower 48 states, the days have been long. Days have been shorter. The nights have been longer up in those higher latitudes, and we've seen snow cover really take off over Siberia, parts of Alaska, Northwest Canada. So cold air has been building and all it's been doing is waiting for the right opportunity to move south. And we see that starting this weekend and into next week along and east of the Continental Divide, right along the Continental Divide into the northern and central plain states and the upper Corn Belt, uh, there is going to be the biggest cold air of the season coming on in. Mm -hmm. Cold enough that we're likely going to have freezing temperatures, hard freezing temperatures in areas that haven't seen it yet. Um, how far south uh, is that going to be? That, are we going to see some of them cold temperatures or extreme cold temperatures? I think this has an opportunity to go much further south than fronts like this normally would in early November, meaning uh, deep into Texas, maybe even the cold wave getting all the way to the Gulf Coast of Texas, Louisiana. Now, I'm not talking about a repeat of what happened last February yeah. in those areas, but it, it's what it is, is is a thing that uh, you need to remember, and this is something that will remind folks throughout the course of the winter season here, Justin, is, is that weather events, patterns, sometimes repeat themselves sometimes you'll see a similar pattern show up again that happens every season to some extent and uh, this is a pattern that I, I i do think will come back this fall and winter and mm -hmm. so as we go deeper into fall deeper into winter you're obviously going to get colder air masses coming on in sure so some of the things that we talked about in earlier discussions about the potential mm -hmm. for November through January and February to have some some pretty cold episodes uh, that looks like that is lining up it looks sure. like uh, we're going to stick with that forecast and this is I think the first sign of it all right well Don thanks for joining us here again on the working ranch radio show thanks Justin Meteorologist Don Day with a look at our long-term weather. And by the way, as this weather is changing and you want to stay on top of what's going on, well, go to his website at dayweather.com and his daily video podcast that he has every day that you can uh, tune into and you can watch. I'll tell you what, there's a wealth and a lot of information there to take in when it comes to what the weather's doing all across the country. Today's weather has been brought to you by Hargrove Ranch Insurance, providing pasture range and forage insurance to ranchers across the nation. Check them out online at hargroveinsurance.com. Other sponsors of our program today include the American Simmental Association. It's more per head, period. Find out more at simmental.org. Biozyme, keep them on your program with ours. Gain smart by Biozyme. Performance Beef, find Performance Beef online and learn more. You can request a demo there. And Keneally Angus with their fall bull sale coming up on Monday, November 22nd. For more information or to request a catalog, go to their website at KeneallyAngus.com. Well, another thank you to our guests for joining us on our program today, Carla Wilkie with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Don't forget the Range Beef Cow Symposium coming up November 16th and 17th in Rapid City, South Dakota. Also, a thank you to Lehman Wall with the Working Ranch Cowboys Association, the World Championship Ranch Rodeo Finals, November 11th through the 14th down in Amarillo, Texas. And final thank you to Jess Peterson, a senior policy advisor for the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, getting an update today on the Cattle Contract Library Act of 2021. Well, the Working Ranch Radio Show is a production of Working Ranch Magazine. If you'd like to get a hold of me, please send me an email right here at justin.workingranch at gmail.com. Well, thanks again for joining us here. Please be sure to tune in next Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern here on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM, or on your podcast provider. Thanks again for joining me. I'm your host, Justin Mills, and until next time, keep your chin down and your mind in the middle. So long.